Hello, my brothers and sisters. Thank you for joining us once again for During Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Kitts. And as always, we want to open up in a prayer and thank God for this opportunity. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you, Lord, for your wonderful grace and your love. And we thank you, Lord, that you're always with us, Lord, no matter what we do, Lord, and how we act. Lord, you're always there and you always care. We thank you and we praise you, Lord, and we lift you up. Bless this word, Lord, that it will touch the mark that you want it to touch and, and the people that you want it to reach. We thank you and we praise you in your blessed holy name. Amen. Samson. Samson is a biblical figure who appears in the book of Judges, chapters 13 through 16. He was an Israelite who followed the prescription of a Nazarite's life which included not drinking wines or trimming his locks or his hair. In the Hebrew Bible, a Nazarite is one who voluntarily took a vow, which is described in Numbers 6, 1 through 21. A Nazarite comes from the Hebrew word Nazari, meaning consecrated or separated. Those who put themselves under the Nazarite vow do so by adding themselves a degree of sanctity, as it says, until the time of completion, etc., he shall be holy. A person who puts himself in a Nazarite vow without designating how long he intends to remain as such, he is obligated in that that pertains to the Nazarite strictest of the period of 30 days. This vow requires a person to observe the following restrictions. Be abstained from all wine and everything else that is made from the grapevine plant, such as cream of tartar, grapeseed oil, etc. He also refraining from cutting his hair, but to allow that the locks of the hair to grow and not to become ritually impure by contacting with corpses or graves or even those of family members. After following such requirements for the designated interval, which should be a specific time for an individual's vow, a person would immense into mekvah and make the three offerings. One, a lamb offering as a burnt offering. A ewe as a sin offering. A ram as a peace offering. In addition to the basket basket of unleavened bread, grain offerings, and drink offerings, which accompanied a peace offering. They would also have shaved their heads in the outer courtyard of the temple in Jerusalem, and then they would be placing the hair in the same fire as the peace offering, and we've seen that in Numbers 6 and 18. And Azrite is described as being holy and unto God. Yet at the same time, he or she must bring a sin offering. This led to a diverse approach to the Nazarite and later authorities in which viewing the Nazarite as an ideal and others viewing in a Nazarite as a sinner because of the sin offering. Samson was a man of tremendous strength. His power was sapped after his lover Delilah cut his hair. He is the last of the major judges who led the Israelites but he is hardly an ideal role model or savior. Samson breaks his vows, marries outside the people of Israel twice, and functions more as a vigilante 
than a leader. So let's look at his birth, how it all started. The details of Samson's birth already signifies him as a mystical figure. Manohea, which means rest, a man of Zoar and of the family of the Dentes, Manohoa was the father of Samson, and his life story is but imperfectly told in the story of the conception and birth and early life of his son. No children had been born to Manohoa and his wife. The latter was considered barren. She couldn't have children. Finally, it was revealed to her by an angel of the Lord that she would conceive and bear a child. She was cautious against strong drink and unclean food, for her child would be born and reared as a Nazarite. He might save Israel out of the hands of the Philistines. And we can read about that in Judges 13, 3-5. That Manahel was a devout man seems certain in the view that, upon hearing the angel's visit, he offered a prayer to the angel's return in order that he and his wife may be instructed as the proper care of this child to be born. And that's Judges 13 and 8. The request was granted and the angel re- repeated the visit and in- his instructions. Manohea, with true hospitality, would have the guests remain and partake of some food, but the angel refused, but commanded a sacrifice unto Yahweh. When Manohea had prepared the sacrifice and lit on the altar, the angel ascended in the flame from the altar and appeared no more. The child was born according to the promise and was called Samson. Manohea and his wife appeared twice in the nativity of Samson's early life. Once as they accompanied him to sue for the hand of the Philistine woman of Timnah in marriage. And again they went with him to Timnah for the wedding. Josephus richly embellishes the scripture narrative concerning Manohea but offers no further light upon the occupation or character of Manahea. At the death of Samson, his brothers went down to Gaza and brought back the body and buried it right beside Manahea in the family tomb in Zorah. Samson was foretold that he would save the Israelites from the Philistines. Samson's destiny and his connection to the Philistines is explicitly laid out by God even before he was even born. The ideal of God granting a child in order for the dedication of that child to save the Israelites foreshadowed the famous birth that appears in the first book of Samuel. There, the prophet Samuel was born in the previous barren woman, and he was dedicated from a young age to serve in the temple. And that's Samuel 1 and 1. The Samson's life. Samson's story skips from his birth to his adulthood. An act is to ask his father to bring him a certain Philistine woman to be his wife. Samson's parents objected, asking him to find a woman among the Israelites. But the test justifies Samson's choice, explaining that if he married a Philistine woman, Samson would have the opportunity to infiltrate and fight the Philistines, who were currently the oppressors of the Israelites. In fact, it is on his way to claim his non-Israelite bride that Samson first discovers his superhuman strength. In Judges 14, 5 and 6, it says, Suddenly a young lion roared at him. The Spirit of the Lord rushed on him, and he tore the lion apart barehanded. Shortly thereafter, he uses his strength to kill 30 Philistine men in a bitter age, fulfilling the angel's prophecy of the previous chapter. His first act against the Philistine exemplifies Samson's revenge-based vigilantism. 
The most famous of all Samson's attacks against the Philistines comes in chapter 15. The Philistine raid a town in Judea in order to lure and capture Samson. To save themselves, the Judeans tie up Samson and deliver him to the enemy. But this episode does not end well for the Philistines. The Philistines came shouting to meet Samson, and the Spirit of the Lord rushed on him, and the ropes that held on his arms became as flax and caught fire, and his bonds melted off his hands. Then he found a fresh jawbone of a donkey, reached down and took it, and then he killed all a thousand men. Again, Samson led no army, but acts entirely on his own, fueled with superhuman ability. Jesus said that in spite of his continued direction from God to fight the Philistines, Samson pursued as much more personal connection with them. He falls in love with the second Philistine woman, the notorious Delilah, who had been tasked by her people to find the secret of Samson's strength. Three times she begs him to know the secret of his strength, and three times he lies to her. Finally, after Delilah nags and persists, he confesses. In Judges 16 and 17, A razor has never come to my head, for I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. If my head were shaved, then my strength would leave me. Sure enough, Delilah takes advantage of this new information and lulls Samson to sleep and shaves off his hair. He immediately is weakened, and God's power has left him. Delilah hands Samson over to the Philistines, who gouges out his eyes and force him to grind in the mill in a prison. Now, the name Delilah means worshiper or devotee. Nowadays, it was it is meant as a seductive woman. The name is somatic, but the story suggests that she is a Philistine. Oddly enough, all three women who Samson gave his heart to were among the gravest enemies, the Philistines. Samson's death. Samson's death ends up being the greatest victory that he had against the Philistines. The Philistines bring Samson down to Gaza and bind him to two pillars in their temple as a display for amusement to all the Philistine worshipers. Here Samson prays to God, asking him for strength to return him one more time. And that's from Judges 16 and 28. While he slept, the faithless Delilah brought him in the Philistines who cut Samson's hair and drained his strength. The Philistines took him prisoners and gouged out his eyes and forced him to work in as a draft mule milling in the Gaza prison. As he slaved at the grinding grain, his hair began to grow back, but the careless Philistines paid no attention and despite horrible failures and the sin of great consequences, Samson's heart now had turned to God. He was humbled. Samson prayed to God and then God answered. During the pagan sacrifice rituals, the Philistines had gathered in Gaza to celebrate. As was their custom, they paraded Samson, their prized enemy prisoner, into the temple to entertain the cheering crowd. Samson braced himself between the two center support pillars of the temple and pushed with all of his might. God responded by sending a burst of strength to Samson, and he finally pushed against the pillars and bringing the entire temple down, killing himself and those that were in the temple. Down came the temple, killing Samson and everyone else that was there. And then the text in Judges 16 and 30 concludes, Those he killed at his death were more than that he killed during his life. The New Testament doesn't list Samson's failures, nor his incredible strength. In Hebrews 11, it names him in the Hall of Faith 
among those who, through faith, conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what it was promised. Those weakened was turned back to strength. This proves that God can use people of faith no matter how imperfect they live their lives. Samson and Jewish Tradition Some debate the true character of Samson. One group paints him as in, in the negative light, saying that Samson's eyes were gouged out as punishment for having followed all his desires of his eyes. In its discussion of some questions of how Samson would be punished when God was behind all of his actions in the first place. In the end, some try to find the middle ground that Samson may have followed his own indications, but the master plan was all God's. His motivation may have been questionable, but Samson was still an important hero at the troubled time of the Israelites. No matter how far you have fallen away from God, no matter how big you have failed, it's never too late to humble yourself and return back to God. We all have failed God at times, but He is there for us in the end. All right, well, join me in a prayer. Lord, we thank you and we praise you. And we're thankful that even though we fail you, and we can still be used by you if we allow it. We can hold on to you. We thank you, Jesus, in your blessed name we beg. Amen. I want to take a minute to talk to you about Buzzsprout. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new market or a channel, may I suggest that you share your thoughts and your ideas with the world. And it's just so fun to have a talk show. Podcasting is very easy, inexpensive, and a fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Within minutes of finishing each recording, Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And a team that they have at Buzzsprout is passionate in helping you succeed. They want you to succeed. Join with over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Let's go ahead and create something together. God bless you.